What's up, guys? Tuning in today, August 23rd, 2022, and I got a jam-packed show today. A lot of breaking news, uh, talking about some players, some things that are going on in preseason, PUP list, uh, reserve list related. Uh, also, some KD news obviously came out today, so I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But really, the mean potatoes to today is going to be breaking down these preseason stars. Are we buying or selling performances from the first two weeks of preseason? So I'll be tapping into that and then answering questions at the end. You know how it goes with Ask Hen with the three instead of an E. Stay tuned. You're watching The Justin Henry Show on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Make sure you follow on all social media platforms. What's up? You tune into The Justin Henry Show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, you name it, man. We all over the place. Make sure if you're not following or subscribed, you do it on whatever platform you're listening or watching from. Let's get into the show today. Obviously, the very first segment we got to do is talk about some of the things that are going on. We've got NFL preseason going on right now. Season's getting ready to start. So it's fantasy time, too. I'm going to be talking about some fantasy-related things as well. Also, some NBA news. The Pro-Ams are they're starting to be over. We saw LeBron playing. So I want to tap in a little bit of basketball news. If you didn't know, I do also basketball as well. So I'll cover some NBA and NFL. Uh, today's show is mostly NFL, though. So I'll get into that, but first, let's get into this breaking news on this segment called This Just In. All right, so very first thing I want to talk about is Jameson Williams was put on the reserve NFI list, and that means a lot. You know, obviously this team was, they drafted him knowing that he was hurt, had a torn ACL, and that he was coming back. So to me, this is actually good news for anybody that owns Jameson Williams in Dynasty Leagues. Um, and for the Detroit Lions as well, they, they need his presence on the field um, and it's going to be helpful. So he's on track, no delays, expected to return midseason. And that's a good thing, I think, for this young man in his career. Get to get on the field during your rookie year and make an impact. So they'll get to ease him along. They brought in DJ Shark. Uh, obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is still there and his team's going to be leaning heavily on DeAndre Swift and on TJ Hawkinson. So uh, if you've been paying attention to the hard knock show, man, this team is full of energy. They don't like losing. I think they bring him along at the right pace. And so it's, I'm just glad to see him healthy, man. I'm glad to see Jamison Williams is, is going to be on the field, going to be effective. The team was excited to get him. You saw Antoine randall He's the coach there, um, you know, one of the coaches there on the staff. And, yeah, he was super excited about getting him. So uh, Jamison Williams on the reserve NFI list, not expected to be back until midseason. Uh, in preseason, we saw Kayvon Thibodeau, one of the first-round picks for the, the New York Giants, go down for an injury, thankfully. It was not serious. They reported that it's three to four weeks on the injury. He'll be back, uh, expected to be back around week one, week two. So good thing kid is not out for a while. He's going to be an electric player on defense for this team, and I think he's going to be highly productive once he gets back. Just glad it's not a major injury for him. And Giants fans got to be happy about that as well. Uh, Baker Mayfield is now the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. It has been announced, so – we saw Matt Corral go down, man. Liz Frank injury out for the season. He was one of the three options that was going to be competing for the quarterback position there. Uh, it looked like he was going to be a backup anyway, but unfortunately his rookie season is over. So uh, for Dynasty fans, it sucks because you want to see him get on the field at some point this year. But obviously it's a year to learn, a year to, to kind of grow. And as a rookie, we that was probably the plan anyway. He wasn't going to play much this season. So uh, Sam Darnold is, is, to me, is now entrenched. There's no – Real reason why he wouldn't be on this team, even though Baker's a starter. 
Uh, Baker's a starter. Sam Donald's a backup. PJ Walker probably has a role as the third uh, third guy on the roster now. So um, it should be interesting with Baker, man. I don't think this Panthers team is going to be much better with Baker, but now he's starting week one against the Browns who just traded him for nothing. Should be fun, baby. It'll be fun to see it. I want to see Baker light it up, man. A little bit of redemption story there. But uh, Baker's is uh, going to be a QB, a back end QB2, high end QB3. I don't expect him to do much, even though he's got some weapons with DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey there. Uh, we just saw what he was at the Browns. He just doesn't have that elite upside you're looking for. He is a year removed from the, from the shoulder surgery, though. So, or the shoulder problems, I should say, that were, were going on with them. So don't count them out necessarily, but I'm not buying him. Uh, Chase Young is on the PUP list, and it sucks. We want to see this guy get back on the field. He'll be missing the first four games of the season. The adjusted PUP now is four games. Uh, so Chase Young will be on the PUP list to start the season. I can't wait till that guy gets back on the field, man. He, I want to see him play. I want to see him play highly recruited and highly drafted. Um, didn't show out as much as rookie year as we expected him to. So I want to see him get back on the field, man, become a dog. And then lastly, in breaking news, uh, I'll talk a lot about, about this a little bit more in detail on Just Hoop Talk, but KD is now going to be with the Brooklyn Nets. And, yes, uh, he has rescinded his trade request, so he will now – be a net for this season and that probably means that Kyrie Irving is going to be staying with the Nets as well Ben Simmons is expected to be ready for training camp so this means a whole lot going on a whole lot of shit in Brooklyn man I don't know what to think what to think of this Brooklyn Nets situation hope they can just start playing some games and get things rolling so uh that's kind of it on the breaking news front there was a couple things there uh, a lot of injury stuff, but yes, through two weeks of preseason, no real major, major injuries when it comes to fantasy football. There's been some injuries as far as uh, linemen or other positions that have affected a lot of other real football things. But as far as with fantasy purposes, nothing that's been too impactful, thankfully, like we saw last year. We saw a bunch of guys go down. So I do want to get into this next segment, and this is going to be reviewing um, fantasy options for you know, your football team after the first two weeks of preseason. So we've seen a lot of preseason darlings. Um, there's been a lot of, of hype about players. I want to go in depth on a lot of players and what you can expect. Just because there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of question marks, when you go into your fantasy drafts, there's a lot of people that, that tend to, you know, rank players really high or drop them super low based off of preseason and training camp and rumors. So I'm going to dive into about, I got about 12, 11, 12 players here. I'm going to dive into for the next 20, 30 minutes. So here we go. This is called a zero RB, baby. And so, yes, the zero RB, we are doing preseason buy or sell. This will be the opportunity to either buy the rumors and the play that we've seen over the first two weeks of preseason and training camp and offseason and all this shit that's going on, or are we selling based on these rumors. So the first player we got to talk about when it comes to preseason and training camp and showing out is George Pickens. Now, George Pickens, elite receiver at Georgia, got hurt, obviously. We know the backstory had some, you know, on-field things that would go on, but he is a dog, and he has been showing out in both preseason games, has been highly effective. Now, we haven't seen Deontay Johnson and Claypool both on the field at the same time with Pickens, so to me, there's a little bit of wiggle room there as far as rankings. And then Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett are still in battle. Mitch Trubisky is expected to be the starter. Kenny Pickett probably at some point later on in the year. Who knows when it comes to the Steelers, how this team is going to be built, but we know they're going to be competitive, and we know George Pickens is going to be a part of the offense. Now, 
here is where I tell you to temper expectations. We talked a little bit about this with Herms, obviously, yesterday. If you didn't catch that show, it was a hell of a show, man. Make sure you go catch it. But George Pickens has been the talk of all offseason. Everybody's rookie, darling. Temper your expectations. When you're going for fantasy, just realize that he's probably not going to be some elite wide receiver three or wide receiver two for your team. The offense is still going to go through Najee Harris, still going to go through Deontay Johnson, Pratt Fryermuth, Chase Claypool even. There's some more established players there on the team. What you do want to watch for is his red zone usage. His team has been throwing him passes into the red zone. He's been winning in training camp against that defense even. So just no pickings has upside. Just know it will be capped. He's not going to take over as the wide receiver one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He should have a really good rookie season, though, somewhere between the 600 to 800 yard mark. If you're playing, you know, if you're looking at prize picks, you're looking at player props, take a look there for, for value because I think his, his touchdowns on player on prize picks early in the year was 2.5. I can see him having three or four touchdowns. I think they've adjusted that number to 3.5 now, but earlier it was a steal. And I'll drop some more next week. I'll go into uh, more detail about season-long player props that you can take advantage of. So uh, stay tuned for that. But, yeah, George Pickens, I think that's a player you can look at, their player props. Just don't get overly excited. If you see it sitting at a high number, four and a half, five touchdowns, I think that's too much. If you see it sitting at anything over 700, 800 yards, that's way too much. So make sure you take a look at the numbers. George Pickens will be a really good football player probably sooner than later, but just don't expect anything crazy this rookie year. He's not that Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson type receiver. He won't that have that impact. The quarterback play isn't there, and then there's also too many other receivers and options on that football team. Steelers love to run the football too, so just remember that. It's not like an air-it-out type offense. Another player who actually did not play preseason week two but did show out week one, Damian Pierce, and I've been all off the Damian Pierce hype train. There's been a lot of people on the Damian Pierce hype train. I have been avoiding it. I thought Marlon Mack was going to come in and take the reps. And, yes, Damian Pierce didn't even play week two. So he has been in, That's he's fully expected to be the starter. Now, here's where I would just say, you know, I would relax. I am not fully buying, but I'm buying more than I did, man. I, I can't even lie. Like, I, I was completely off the train. But, yes, I recognize he's a starter. For this team, I think it'll still be a running back by committee until something shakes out. If you want to draft Pierce, don't reach on him. Don't start taking him in the ninth, eighth round. Let him fall to you. His ADP hasn't really changed a whole lot since then. He's moved up a round or two since then. But don't go reaching on this guy. He's going to be in a committee. Now, after two, three weeks, we're going to find out the real Damian Harris. Is he a guy that's going to stick or is he going to have you know any issues on the field performance-wise? We'll find all that out very soon, but the Houston Texans backfield, I don't really want a whole lot of equity in that anyway, especially if it's in the first 100 picks. So if you can get him outside of that, I'm all in on that. Buy. Buy him out at his normal ADP in that 11th, 12th round, maybe even 13th round. But if you're reaching on him, I am selling that. Do not think he's going to be some elite running back for your football team this season. He'll be in a committee early on. It also brings me to Marlon Mack, who I did. I was vouching for him in the 13th round. He was basically a freebie pick. I'm not as interested as I was now, knowing that Damian Pierce is going to be the starter. This reminds me a lot of Tevin Coleman uh, for the Jets last year when Michael Carter was in there and they had Ty Johnson. It's just an ugly backfield to be a part of. I'm probably staying away from anything Houston Texans related when it comes to the backfield for that reason. It's just an ugly fit. Lovey Smith does like to run the football, though. Uh, so if you if you found value, it wouldn't be shocking to me. If he's on somebody else's team, let it happen. Is he going to be an elite running back for the whole season? I doubt it. So in my in my case, I'm fading. I'm selling Damian Pierce. 
at his current ADP, at his older ADP, I'm now buying. Another player who has turned the tide at the tight end position is Isaiah Likely, who balled, balled out preseason week two. Like, he balled. And so, you know, we saw some other tight ends for, like, uh, for the Chiefs turn up. We saw – but but this is a this is a very similar situation even to that. Like Isaiah likely is the backup tight end right now to Mark Andrews. We saw Tyler Huntley force feeding him like he did Mark Andrews last year. Isaiah likely and the team has come out and said he's going to be on the field with some important reps. And we know that like there's not a lot of wide receivers on the Ravens, right? They got Rashad Bateman who's going to be phenomenal this year. But then you, you look at some of the other receivers, you know, Devin Duvernay, uh, you got James Prochet. Like there's some other unproven options there. And when I look at Isaiah Likely, he's a big body and he's somebody that they they could potentially use, like split out wide, like uh, in the slot. Like they can use him in a lot of different spots. And he was getting a ton of different usage for the Ravens in that preseason game. So to me, uh, I look at Isaiah Likely as somebody who I'm not drafting, so to speak, in redraft, but in dynasty that could potentially be a thing in redraft. If you have a tight end premium or you're in like a 16 plus team league, then maybe, yeah, I'd start to think of Isaiah likely as like somebody who could fill in as a top 30 tight end at some point in the year, but it would take a major injury for Mark Andrews to go down for him to be relevant. In my opinion, and we've seen this team develop tight ends pretty well. So to me, I'm looking at him and I'm just like, I don't know this. It, it has one of those feelings of one of those mystery players I'm selling. I am, just to be clear, I'm selling Isaiah Likely as a fantasy-relevant player in redraft. I am buying him as a potential dynasty stash. Like, I think that he'll be great when it comes to that. So, preseason all-star, regular season this year, I don't think he'll be a factor. Isaiah Likely, not likely to impact your fantasy team this season. Next up. Brian Robinson. Now, I'm probably going to spend a little bit more time on this one uh, because Antonio Gibson is also part of this too. I, I love what they're doing with Brian Robinson right now. Big dude going to look – he looks like he's going to be a threat to take over that RB1 position there in Washington. And Ron Rivera doesn't seem like he's attached to any one player at any given point in time. I don't think Antonio Gibson really did what Ron Rivera wanted him to do last season. They – they hyped up this Christian McCaffrey role. I talked about on the show yesterday. It's, they hyped up that Christian McCaffrey role for him. And it seems like he just didn't perform at the level they wanted to, even though he was dealing with an injury for most of the year. And when I look at that, I think, okay, it's a young player who already was playing a different position, started off as a wide receiver in college, and now he's playing running back. There's a lot to learn there. He played pretty well fantasy-wise. But for real football, he was he was struggling with fumbles. And to me, it just seems like they're not all in on him. They want to get him less reps. They got him practicing now or playing now with the second team and third team at times and blocking punts, uh, blocking, you know, pass protecting uh, for punts, like punt protection. Excuse me. I fumbled that whole shit up. Punt protection in practice. Like they had him playing a bunch of different roles. So to me, it seems like they're not all in because you never have your starting running back doing that. Like that's not something that's typically done in the NFL. So to me, I'm looking at Brian Robinson as a true threat. Um, he's got to start climbing up the rankings now. You used to be able to get him outside of the top 125, sometimes even out of the top 150, and now that's going to change. He's got to be in your top 10 to 12 uh, rounds. He's got to be a top 100 to 120 player, maybe even more. And Antonio Gibson, you got to drop him down. Uh, right now he's falling. He's falling very fast down my fantasy rankings. 
Uh, he, I do not have him as a top 25 running back now, and he's finished as a top 10 back in his career. So to me, uh, it's kind of shock, shocking. Nobody really knows what to do. So here's why I am. I am buying, I'm buying Brian Robinson. I think there's some truth to this, and I who knows with Ron Rivera, but they also have J.D. McKissick, so it's not like I'm going to go and say Brian Robinson's going to be a top 25 running back or even a top 15. Or uh, He'll be relevant, though. He's somebody you can get as an RB3 or flex option for your team. I think he'll be relevant and have uh, a very valuable role. And J.D. McKissick is, I think his arrow goes up PPR-wise. They re-signed him for a reason. I think they probably, they had have given him a, a consistent role if they took him from the Bills like that. So to me, this could be a Brian Robinson, J.D. McKissick show with Antonio Gibson kind of playing a little bit of both roles. So I see full-ass full RBBC running back by committee there in Washington as well. It's going to be ugly for fantasy. But you can find some value there. It's just tear down Antonio Gibson. I am buying the fact that he's not going to be as relevant this year. I'm buying it. Even though it's preseason, I'm not panicking. If I have Antonio Gibson on my dynasty team or my redraft team, I'm not panicking. Uh, but there, it's a real thing. And I think that Antonio Gibson, unfortunately, is going to be one of the victims here. And, you know, he might provide some value at times, but I'm not buying it consistently. And I'm damn sure not buying it for the whole season. Like, I think when you think about it for an entire season, he might do well, but it seems like his lease is is, show, is so short that even if he does click for the first few weeks, the minute he fumbles again, he's out. Like, it just doesn't feel like there's a long leash for Antonio Gibson. So for that reason, I am buying these, uh, I'm buying the, you know, the, the rumors out there that it could turn into a, a Brian Robinson starting type thing. I'm buying it, man. I'm, I'm buying Brian Robinson. I'm selling Antonio Gibson at this stage. It's just, I, I don't see the win there. I, I just don't see the win with drafting Antonio Gibson right now, even at his level. I, I mean, if he, if he fell, like a lot of people are probably going to fade Antonio Gibson in your draft, especially with the news coming out. If he dropped to a certain level where you can get him as your running back three or your running back four, then let's rock. Like, let's do it. I'm all about that. Or even if you go zero RB and you want to take a flyer on him, try to get Brian Robinson as well. Like, I think there's a little bit you can do with Antonio Gibson, but as far as being that reliable option, that top 40 option we've been accustomed to seeing him at, it just ain't there, man. It ain't there. It's not there. Antonio Gibson will not be that this year, man. So feel bad for the young man, but that's football. That is football. Let's go on to the Patriots, who that could be a damn episode itself, talking about the Patriots and their struggles right now because offensively they look a mess. Mac Jones don't look that good this, this offseason, but he has been using Ty Montgomery a little bit, you know, in that James White role. So I'm curious about this. I'm not buying the whole James White role thing for Ty Montgomery, which has been the reports coming out. So I am selling Ty Montgomery being fantasy relevant in the James White role because I do think that this is a Damian Pierce for Mondre Stevenson type team. I feel like these are the guys you want, Ty Montgomery in deeper leagues or dynasty leagues. If you have a stash on your bench, I'm not mad at it. But when we're talking about fantasy relevance, James White, James White at times is mostly an RB2. Like you could always rely on James in PPR leagues, James White to be an RB2. And Ty Montgomery's been a player who on Green Bay for the Saints, like nobody's really been haven't hasn't really figured out how to use him the right way. Like the Packers were kind of using him at times, and then he went to the Saints and just kind of fell out. They tried him at receiver and running back. We'll see because the Pats typically need a player like that. They need a player in the slot who's kind of get gadgety. They need a guy in the backfield who's kind of gadgety, catch a lot of passes. So I'm not in on this on this yet. I still buy Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, but if they moved Damian Harris, which there's been talks of Damian Harris potentially being traded, then I can see a role. Then I can see a role for Ty Montgomery. But for now, 
I am selling Ty Montgomery being fantasy relevant this season. I'm not buying it. Not buying it at all. Let's move to quarterbacks. And so I got a couple quarterbacks I want to talk about. Pat Mahomes. Did y'all see this, man? Did y'all see? And I know it's preseason, but I'm buying Pat Mahomes as potentially a VQB1 again. I'm buying a resurgence, man. There was talks last year that teams figured him out, started playing him differently, you know, take away the, the long ball, playing a lot more cover two, cover three over the top. And now we are looking at Pat Mahomes as, you know, the QB3, sometimes QB4, QB5 taken in fantasy drafts. There's a lot of people fading him because Tyreek Hill is not on this football team anymore. I am buying. I am buying. Buying Pat Mahomes. 100%. Like, I'm all in on Pat Mahomes this year. I think he has a hell of a year and a lot to prove. He seems like the kind of guy that's like, you know what? They took Tyree Kill away from me. I'm going to make them pay. I'm going to show them that it's me and not Tyree Kill. Like, they're in the Tyree Kill was throwing shots. Like, two is the same type of QB as Mahomes. He's just as accurate. The deep balls there. Like, what? And I think that probably sparks a fire in a guy like Mahomes. It would, it would piss me off. It pissed me off just hearing it. And I'm not even Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is going to take this thing, and we saw he's using – it's not like he's just going out there. He's using Justin Watson, not even Justin Ross, who everybody thought was going to be the darling. He's using Justin Watson in preseason, like having a connection with him. Kelsey not even in there. Juju's out right now. Miko Hardman is out right now. Like, I think we're going to see an incredible season from Pat Mahomes this year. He's just slinging it to whoever, and he looked mid-season form. If y'all watch the preseason game or watch the highlights – he looked in mid-season form already. I can see a very dangerous year with Sky Moore. The weapons available, Juju, MVS, Hardman, Kelsey, like the lower tier guys, I see this being a very dangerous Pat Mahomes. Like could lead the league, could break the touchdown record, could break the yardage record. I am looking at all Pat Mahomes player props. This, it looks in the division that he's in, they're going to have to put up points. The Chargers, the Raiders, like the Broncos, that's not an easy slate. And they play all the top teams from last year. Like they're going to have to put up points to be relevant. They lost Tyron Matthew. The defense ain't as good as it was last year. I am all in on Pat Mahomes having an MVP career type year. Like I can see him smashing some yardage records, some passing, some passing TD records. Like there's going to be, he's going to do some amazing shit this year. I'm all in on this Pat Pat Mahomes, if y'all don't get him on your fantasy team or if he slips, do not let that happen. Just entering his prime. I think everybody's going for Herbert, Josh Allen. We've seen Pat Mahomes already. He's, he's won the Super Bowl. Like, we're just, I think people are fading him for no reason. Like, he's being faded as like, oh, he can't be that good again. He was a top four quarterback last year, but he had a bad year. So, not buying him. Like, whoo, I am all in on Pat Mahomes, man. Do not let him slip in your drafts. Do not. Don't let it happen. Go get Pat Mahomes. I don't know how many. I don't, man, it gets me passionate just talking about that shit. Next up, we saw Marcus Mariota against the Jets. And there was a lot of talk about how, you know, going from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota was going to be bad for Kyle Pitts, bad for this Atlanta team. Y'all, did you see the 50 yard of the Kyle Pitts? It's going to get nasty. Drake Lennon in the full, Cordell Patterson. This team has weapons on the offensive side of the football, a little bit more than they, we give them credit for. 
I think Mariota's going to be fine. He's going to use his legs. And I feel like just having Desmond Ritter on his heels is probably going to make him play better. We forget Marcus Mariota is, was a decent quarterback for Tennessee. He wasn't bad. Came into a backup role with the Raiders. He got hurt. Like, it's not like he's really had another opportunity, a full-time opportunity since then that, you know, where we've got to just judge him at scale. Like, I really do think he can provide a value for this Atlanta team. Now, for your fantasy teams, he's going to be more of like, I would say, a QB QB three option, super flex leagues, maybe. If you're in a 12-team league, you can maybe stretch him into a QB two, but I would keep him as a backup for bye weeks. But I do think he's going to have an impact. And I don't think he's going to get the quick trigger of Desmond Ritter coming in this year. I can see Mariota finishing this entire season, even if they win six games. Even if it's like a five, six win game, uh, season for this team, I can see Mariota playing well and helping out. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is going to be relevant. If y'all watch, he put a move on a cornerback, on a cornerback, and had him completely frozen. He was split out wide at the X position and just completely froze the corner and beat him deep. Kyle Pitts is going to have an amazing year. Like Kyle Pitts, if if what we're we are not ready for what Kyle Pitts is really about to bring. If it wasn't for Travis Kelsey, he would be the tight end one for sure. Like finishes the tight end one in fantasy. But I think just overall, we might see a 1310 type season from Kyle Pitts this year. Like that would not shock me at all. He finished with a thousand and one last year. One touchdown was a fluke for that kid. He should have had way more than that. But we might see a very special season for Kyle Pitts, especially if he's being used more so as a receiver, which it looks like they're trying to do with him this year. So I'm all in on Kyle Pitts, and I am buying Marcus Mariota as being a relevant option as your quarterback three this season. So another quarterback that we got to talk about, Trey Lance. Trey Lance to me is somebody that, uh, there's people that are really high on Trey Lance. Like he'll finish as a top five fantasy option. He'll be really good for the Niners. He could fit in very nicely for Jimmy Graham. And then there's people who are fading him. He's terrible. He's not a good passer. He didn't perform well as a rookie. He won't be a fantasy option. His floor is super low. If y'all ain't paying attention to what's going on with Trey Lance, he will be fine. He did not play week two, but he didn't need to. That first week in preseason when he threw that touchdown, Danny Gray lets you see all you need to see. When it comes to Trey Lance, he's going to be special this year. If, if you're fading Trey Lance, it's the wrong move. Trey Lance is going to be a special fantasy football player. He's going to be a special football player this season. This season, not in a couple of years. This isn't Jalen Hurts. This isn't. This isn't rookie Josh Allen. This is more along the lines of like Pat Mahomes 2018. Like this is that type of special. I don't think y'all hearing me like that's the type of player Trey Lance is going to be this year. So will he have some ups and downs? Of course he will. He's going to have some, some lows. And he's going to have some highs. But this is going to be an impactful player in real life and in fantasy. If you get him in that 3,500 to 4,000 yard mark with like 800 yards rushing, probably around 8 to 10 touchdowns, you got to factor in like Trey Lance is going to be a special player. So automatically lock him in your top seven when it comes to fantasy QBs. If your league's letting you get to the outside of the top 10, they messed up, man. They, they completely fucked up. Like, you got to get Trey Lance as early as you can. Like, he's going to be a special player. So I have him currently ranked right now with Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. He's right there. Like, that's the level I have him at can finish. those All those QBs can finish as the QB1. And I give them the benefit of the doubt because we've seen them do it before. But – if we're, if we're being completely honest and Trey Lance was a top three quarterback, it wouldn't shock me and a lot of other fantasy experts out there. I got him ranked as number seven right now. It's probably too low. 
there's just some more established options when you talk about Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, obviously Lamar. Like that's the range that Trey Lance, if, if we're being honest, that's probably the type of player he's going to be on a week-to-week basis. So if Trey Lance is going behind Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, your league is doing it wrong. Go get Trey Lance. Do not worry about the downside. He will perform at a very elite level this year for your fantasy team. A couple more players that I want to talk about before I get into this just hoop talk. I haven't done a just hoop talk session on here. I haven't done a basketball talking session on here. So we're going to talk basketball uh, on the next segment. But we're going to talk about Khalil Shakur right now, uh, who's been showing out for this Buffalo Bills team and looks to be part of this offense. He's going to have some type of role. I'm not buying it, though. I'm not buying him as somebody who's going to be fantasy relevant on a week-to-week basis, but I am buying in Dynasty. He could carve out a nice little role in that slot. Isaiah McKenzie's there too, but Shakur could, cut, could carve out a little bit of a role for himself later on in the year if there was any injuries to go. Uh, Stephon Diggs is going to be obviously amazing. Gabe Davis is going to be amazing. But Shakur, is, he's trending the right way. Now, Dynasty, I think he will. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Like I think he'll have a role probably next season more so than this year. Or if something were to happen to Isaiah McKenzie, cool, but – I like what I see out of the kid, man. I feel like he's going to be – he'll be dynamic. It's just maybe later this year, probably not, you know, super fantasy relevant. Just somebody keep an eye on, though. Keep your – don't let him slip off your radar. Albert O played into the fourth quarter, and it had a lot of people concerned who were Albert O fans. I'm, I don't even know how to pronounce the, the last name. I'm not going to try. Not even going to try on this show. Not. Just Albert O. For the rest of his life, he's Albert O to me. I ain't even going to try it. But Albert O to me, bro, he, he's got the size you want, but there's a reason he didn't just come in and dominate last year. There's a reason he was behind Noah Fant last year, even though he has all this amazing size and athleticism. 6'6", six, six, big body, good hands. There's something up, though. He's playing behind you know, two other guys, and, and right now it seems like they're going to put Greg Dolchich, who they just drafted out of UCLA, like he even has more path to playing time when he gets healthy. So – I am buying the rumors that Albert O is not ready. I'm selling him. I'm not drafting him. I'm going to tear him down in my rankings. I had him at like 16, 17. I'm going to go. And rest don't really involve the tight end anyway. The tight end is very inconsistent for Russell Wilson. Um, he uses more, more so his receivers. I'm not buying Albert O. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on him. I'm going to drop him down probably outside of my top 20, probably outside, maybe even outside my top 25. I know tight ends not very deep outside the 15, 16 range, but – I'm not interested. And if he breaks out, there's a high probability he gets replaced by Dolchich or that he's not that effective for your fantasy team anyway. Give me some other options out there, man. I'm not. I'm not in on Albert O. I am buying the fact that he's a backup. I think Albert O is a backup, and that's where he's going to stay. So, yes, you are right to be concerned about him if you drafted him. I don't think it was a smart move. We'll see, though. We will see. We always see. The last player I want to talk about for this for this segment is Romeo Dubs. Now, Romeo Dubs, he's he's the kind of receiver that intrigues me because with Aaron Rodgers, there's always some mystery guy that he just loves and that ends up playing well. Like even if they're not some highly touted receiver, like Christian Watson was taken before, and it seems like there's more of a path for Romeo Dubs than there is for even Christian Watson right now. Sammy Watkins is going to be out there. Obviously, we know Alan Lazard is going to have a place. But for me, are we going to go chasing Romeo? 
I'm selling, man. I'm not. I think you can get him at a good price. He just doesn't. I don't know if he has the darling in it, man. Like he's been dropping passes, a little bit of cues from Aaron Rodgers about drops and young guys. And there's a lot of trust that has to be had with Aaron Rodgers. So at some point in the year, you might be valuable, right? Like, but he's not somebody on the on your roster that you don't want to have him on the back of your roster. You got to drop him after week one or week two. Like if he has a two catch for 30 yard performance, you're dropping him. If he has a one catch for eight yard performance, you're dropping him. Like unless he has a four catch with a TD or he's, if he's not catching a TD or four passes, you're probably out on Romeo Dub. So at the end of the day, I'm not buying his relevance. I'm not buying the touchdown he had. Like, I'm just, I'm out. Jordan left threw him a nice ball. He caught it. I'm still out, man. Out on Romeo Dub. So the next segment we're going to get in, that's all the fantasy stuff I got for today. Um, let's talk a little bit more. Ask Jahan in the segment. I got some questions I'm going to answer for fantasy football, but that does it for there. But there is some basketball news that I want to talk about. This segment, first time on the show, just hoop talk, baby. And if you've been following along my journey, my personal journey, you know that I've had a show called Just Hoop Talk. We have ended the Just Hoop Talk show and network, unfortunately. And that's why you're here watching Justin Henry's show. But I still love to talk basketball. We're going to talk about basketball on this show. Rumors. You can do picks, NBA betting. We'll do some fantasy stuff. Just overall, I love talking hoop. Uh, that's how I... That's a lot of what you know where I know my studies is in hoop. I've been a hoop kid since I was young. Uh, Almanac type guy. I can rattle off numbers. You see all the basketball references there in the back with the Jordan and Kobe somewhere on this thing, man. Kobe and LeBron in the background. Um, but, yeah, I'm a diehard basketball fan, so we got to talk about some stuff, man. Katie and Kyrie, I talked about a little bit earlier on this show. Uh, seems like both of them are going to be staying in Brooklyn. Now, Katie – all offseason has talked about wanting to trade, one out of uh, Brooklyn. Uh, the Nets organization was going to need a shakeup with Sean Marks and Steve Nash. And now it seems like they finally, finally worked things out. And to me, that's a big deal. Like, that's a big deal in the NBA space because that means he's committed to this team now. Ben Simmons is back, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Ben Simmons is back, and these two – are elite players. Like I think people forget how elite Ben Simmons can be in a game. Like it's very easy to forget based off of one playoff game and the fact that he doesn't shoot three pointers, how valuable Ben Simmons is defensively. And as a facilitator, it's very easy to forget and that he can open up things for KD, whether it's plant guarding the best matchup or just getting him the rock, getting him in positions to score. I think that a lot of people are significantly devaluing what Ben Simmons is going to bring to the table. KD, it's funny because KD didn't say, oh, I don't like Ben Simmons right now. That might be a thing, but it hasn't come out that that's the reason why. It's not like you got to trade Ben Simmons or I don't like what's going on with Ben. It was with the coaching. It was with the organization. So I don't know if that had to do with trading James Harden, but James Harden asked for the request. Ben Simmons is in there, and I think they're going to be more dangerous than people think. He might not be buddy-buddy with KD, but they're going to be dangerous. And so – Obviously, there's a lot going on there because Kyrie in the same fold has signed an extension. The team has tried to trade him. The Lakers have come into the fold as a team that's been very aggressive in trying to get KD for a Westbrook type switch. And this has to, if they got KD on board, this has to mean that Kyrie is going to stay. Like we've seen Kyrie on the social media channels now for the Brooklyn Nets. And to me, um, that speaks volumes. 
I think there's a full buy-in from this Boston or from this Brooklyn Nets team. And if there's a full buy-in, if they can get through this season healthy, the regular season, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and KD is nasty. That's better than people think. There's a lot more to that than people realize. With Kyrie kind of playing an undersized two-guard, with Ben Simmons playing in an oversized point guard role, he can go back to playing more point guard now, whereas the Sixers wanted him to play power forward. KD could play that wing, power forward role, whatever it is, interchangeable. Like, I don't re- I don't think people realize how dangerous, how scary this team could be if it all comes together. So give me a full season of the Brooklyn Nets. It, may- it makes me sad, though, man, because I'm a Laker fan. I wanted Kyrie and LeBron to be back with AD. I feel like that would have been special, but – with Westbrook, I'm not too concerned. I feel like he'll, they'll get back on track, and offseason together will be really good for that team. But Lakers and Nets, we could be back on, baby. And I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun. And just as a Laker fan, it sounds like a homer pick, but we could be looking at if everything is healthy, man. Health is wealth, and especially in the NBA, if we're looking at Lakers and Nets, I will be a very, very happy camper. I want to see that. I want to see that matchup. I want to see if the old guys all playing together, all the old, the Kyrie LeBron, the Katie Westbrook matchup, the all the offseason drama, Ben is trash, AD can't stay healthy, Darvin Ham versus Steve Nash. Like, I love it. I love it. I want to see that shit, bro. Like, it, to me, that would be so exciting to see the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets playing in the finals. That has to happen so I can run this tape back, man. And then the last thing I want to talk about, LeBron playing in the Pro-Am, the crossover, Jamal Crawford event, man. It was cool to see uh, he played, Tatum was there, Chet Holmgren got got ran over by LeBron. I'm so happy Paulo Bancaro was there, bro. Like, I'm so happy to see these guys, like, making up. Murray and and Paulo kind of made up. Um, and so it's been cool to see these pro-ams, man, like the players actually going out and playing against regular competition, the fans getting to see these guys, man, for free. A lot of times these events are free or at a, a steep discount from NBA tickets. I love it, man. I love that these guys are really embracing it. I love that they're challenging each other to go out there and play. And we're getting to see them team up, man, and do some, you know, we saw DeMar DeRozan playing with Braun. We've seen Trey and uh, Murray and John Collins all out there together. Like, it's been fun to see that these guys actually are playing the game, that they love hoop. Because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Do you love your sport, man? So shout out to the, to the players that are going out there and, and taking their offseason and going and playing, man, for the fans, going and playing for themselves, just enjoying the game. You love to see it, man. And this last segment that I'm going to do for today is called Ask Jayhen, where I give you all the chance to ask me questions directly. I will answer them on the show using the hashtag, hashtag Ask Jayhen with a three instead of an E. You can use it on Twitter or in the comments. I'll find you. I'll get your comment answered. Here we go. So the first question for Ask Jahan came in on YouTube. So I'm going to answer this YouTube question. It's from my guy Trey. Trey asked, full PPR or redraft, are you taking MBS or George Pickens? Now, this is a harder question than people realize because the MBS train was rolling in the offseason when he signed his extension. And then George Pickens came along. 
And now his value is skyrocketing. MVS's value has, has been quiet. There hasn't been anybody talking about MVS. And it seems like he's going to play more of a deep ball role, inconsistent week to week. It, to be honest, starting the season, I would go George Pickens over MVS. And the reason I do that is not only has he been playing very well this training camp this offseason, he has a good path to starting, at least as a wide receiver, too. Whereas the Chiefs have so many weapons, it could be very inconsistent for MVS. I think he'll have a role, and he could potentially be a guy that Pat Mahomes leans on, but it feels like Pat Mahomes is going whoever's open right now. So we might find MVS. He's a guy that might have you know three catches for 75 yards and two TDs in a week. I can see that. But then he could also have some very quiet weeks, right? Whereas George Pickens feels like he's going to be very involved in the offense at some point in the year. If you ask me the first four weeks, if I only had four weeks to take one of these guys, I'd probably take MVS just because the upside is there. I think he'll have a more consistent role. But as the year goes on, I think George Pickens, A, has the name value you want right now. You can trade him for a lot more. And then, B, I also feel like he's going to have a, a longer path, like a longer leash to consistency. Like, if you're looking week seven, week eight, I can see George Pickens being more relevant than MVS. So, inconsistency-wise, I feel like MVS is going to be, you know, a little inconsistent. He'll have some big weeks and low weeks. But he's the player I'd rather have earlier on. But for the full season and redraft, if I'm doing full PPR, give me George Pickens, man, for the upside and for the trade value, too. Sometimes that matters. And then the last question for today from YouTube, my guy Max asked, my running backs are Travis Etienne and Kareem Hunt. Do I, do I trade Godwin and Tony Pollard for J.K. Dobbins in full PPR? So you already have Travis Etienne and Kareem Hunt. Probably looking at Kareem Hunt as a question mark and saying, you know, I need to solidify the position. So let me consolidate, trade away Chris Godwin and Tony Pollard and get J.K. Dobbins. And for me, this trade's a no-go. Uh, this trade's a no-go for the fact that I value Chris Godwin as a top 15 to 20 wide receiver in, in fantasy football. Now, J.K. Dobbins is probably going to be a top, you know, 15 to 20 running back. I could see that happening as well. But then you're also giving up Tony Pollard in this deal, too. So if it was straight Chris Godwin for J.K. Dobbins, that's a trade out I would consider. Personally, I would still – I like Chris Godwin a little bit more than J.K. Dobbins, but if you're looking for a solid running back, too, then yes, then maybe J.K. Dobbins fits that your team a little bit more than Chris Godwin. I would hold on to Chris Godwin, even if he's out for a week or two to start the season. I like the value a little bit better, especially because Tony Pollard will have a role in PPR. Like, he's going to have a role. So I think you're giving up a little bit too much. You're scared right now having a solid running back too. J.K. Dobbins will be nice, but I think you're giving up a little bit too much to consolidate when it comes to Godwin and Tony Pollard. Depends on the rest of your team, by the way. Like, And to be real, I would almost, if you're really wanting to get J.K. Dobbins and you're like the guy likes Tony Pollard, maybe you're throwing a Pollard and Kareem Hunt type deal for J.K. Dobbins. Consolidate in that way because I think you're giving up, when it, giving up a little bit too much when it comes to Chris Godwin. So... That does it for today's episode. We were supposed to have our guest, Coach Bruce, on the show today. Shout out to the homie Coach Bruce, man. Follow him on Twitter, Coach Bruce122 on Twitter. He would have been an amazing guest. We'll get him back on the show another time. He has some things come up. Shit happens, man. But we had to rock the show today. Hopefully it was helpful and informational. We'll be on the show tomorrow. I got Johnny V on the show to talk some NFL betting, baby. Get y'all some money. And uh, that's what it does, man. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, wherever the hell it is. Make sure you follow me, Justin Henry, with the three instead of an E. Download it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you on.